Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and you know what time it is. It is VPR Rewind time. Sammy, back once again. How's it going? I am having so much fun rewatching these in between the time that we're waiting for the reunions to start airing for season 10. I know these are meant to be evergreen, but we, you know, we got to give you the context. It's a you know, a really ripe time to be talking about Vanderpump Rules. Today, we are talking about season one, episode three, You Don't Know Jax. <laughs> you don't know Jax. <laughs> These episode titles are really funny. Like, next week's is Vegas with a Vengeance. I'm like, they really were just like balls to the wall. We're coming up with some some really out there names. They are. Sometimes they do quotes and sometimes they'll do like an alliteration, I've been noticing. You know, they're good. I thought that it was an interesting choice to do hashtag Scandaball for the finale. Like, yeah. when do you do a hashtag? I know. I love, like, episode analyzing episode titles is fun. Like, one of my favorites was Desperate Housewives. Like, every episode title is a Stephen Sondheim lyric, which is just, like, the most random, like, TV Easter egg. But we were just talking before we started recording about how one of the most fun parts of rewatching these old episodes that we've seen before but not for a while is, like, there are just so many little perfect moments that aren't, like the big iconic scenes that we talk about, but are so funny to relive. Like in this episode, when Natalie is freaking out about the Sir schedule being a mess because everyone has audition, barbecue, et cetera, you know, busy, busy, busy. And Lisa's like, oh, you know, don't, don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? What is that? Right. I, you know, I was, that's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about that scene and whether we should even like mention that on this because it's funny, but it's also interesting because they're so like in the weeds of running the restaurant and like who's on the schedule and they, they make a plot out of Sheena asking to pick up new shifts. Sammy, Sheena needs five shifts a week or else it's hard for her to pay the bills. It probably was, honestly. <laughs> like they're in WeHo in the in 2012. Shit costs money, and they are they are in the trenches slinging <laughs> slinging crispy chickens. <laughs> there are no influencer deals. There's no skinny tea. There's nothing they can be promoting at this point on Instagram, and they didn't even have like you know the ta- the typical Macter of of WeHo. It is funny to think about when they were filming this season. There was no attraction of coming to Sir except for the fact that Lisa from Housewives owned it. Like she obviously she was there sometimes, probably more when they were filming than on an average day. But like there wasn't it wasn't this like character breakfast at Disney World type of thing where it's like, wow, like if I come to Sir, maybe like Charlie will be the one taking my drink order, which now is again not really a thing. 
like I went to Sir a year ago. Peter was working, like poor sad Peter. But oh. <laughs> like, he was working when I went there too. He's always working at Sir. <laughs> like, yeah, he actually works there. He yeah, he's the only. I think like Raquel and Charlie went through like a working at Sir phase. They all kind of have to go through that initiation. Right, that's the initiation, and then you know we're not really pretending anymore. I mean, back in the day, it was it was it was real. <laughs> it was so real. And I also noticed that Peter was in more interviews. Yeah. Like they they kind of tried to make Peter more of a thing. I mean, he kind of always has been a thing, but he was, he seemed to, they seemed to be trying to make him more of one of the main guys. Yeah. Like next, like the ne- next week's episode that we're talking about is the Vegas trip. And like, that is like probably Peter's like biggest role he's ever had on Vanderpump Rules. Until now. <laughs> Until now, until his like fake flirtationship with Raquel, but you know, you know, whatever he gets, what he can get. I do just have to say that at this time, I would have gone to a restaurant for Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, but I would have gone to Villa Blanca. That's really right because like, you would be like, I want like a good, a nice lunch, knowing right. that it's the establishment of Lisa, not like I want to get drunk and like spot somebody. Exactly, like. And that year, I went to her book signing of her cookbook. So wow. that was the kind of thing I was I was interested in doing, going to Villa Blanca for a nice glass of wine. Oh, yeah, the Divine Addiction. <laughs> yes, Divine Addiction. I can't find it. I'm like, I really – I know it's somewhere. I don't think I got rid of it, but I really, really want to find it. I did later, probably like two years later, go to Sir and take a picture in Sir Alley. So it quickly, you know – Became yeah. a thing. The alley has now been gentrified. It's like painted white. It's not the same. It's really disappointing. No. Uh, <laughs> it was full purple. Yeah. No propane tanks. No propane tanks. <laughs> when we start this episode, we are post Stasi and Jack's breakup. I was surprised to see how quickly Kristen and Katie are like invested in salvaging the Stasi and Jack's relationship because you know she's at the house she put in her 30 days notice for the apartment she has to move she's like either months from now hopefully I'll either be so over it or he's he'll be like I just lost one of the best things in the world and Katie Katie doesn't believe she says I'll believe it when I see it about them breaking up Kristen asks if it's just a break and then they're like oh but you'd have the cutest babies we thought you would get married it's like you did right like he's a 33 year old he's 10 years older than her and she's paying his bills I didn't really understand that at all but then you look at their relationships (laughs) and who they're dating and you're like oh I see why they're just kind of invested in it Later on, she says that they're invested in like the group dynamic, and maybe she was wor- maybe they were worried about like the show and how it would because it was so early. Yeah, they were like, we don't want Frank to be on the show. We want Jax to be on the show, and we need you guys to be okay together. But uh, yeah, we, this maybe episode- that's what they were kind of saying. Yeah. On the show, I wonder. We do get a more troubling glance at Kristen's you know, status in her relationship when she and Stassi are at this photo shoot, which first of all, I forgot that Stassi and Kristen were like allegedly models when this show started. <laughs> like I didn't, I don't really see that for them, but. By the way, I know, remember when we said that we weren't, we didn't realize that Katie was so into music. Yeah. Her Instagram handle is music kills Kate. So yeah. like where that must've come from something. Yeah. <laughs> music. 
It, it, is, I mean, it, it is didn't under, really happen. But we don't talk enough about how funny it is that her Instagram handle is still in 2023. Music kills Kate. <laughs> she's like bad gal Riri of Vanderpump. She's right. Like, at it. this point, that's her brand and she's sticking to it and I respect it. But we meet back up at the Silk fashion shoot that is Silk with a Y if you're keeping track. The photo shoot vibe feels very like we're trying to be the hills, but like six years too late. <laughs> yeah. But then after, after, when they have a break from the photo shoot, I guess it seems like they have a lot of downtime at this work gig. One of the girls at the photo shoot, they were talking about Sir, and she goes, oh, I used to live with Tom Sandoval. And Kristen is immediately spiraling because she realizes that Tom used to live with this this pair of, her words, porn star looking twins. And she knows that he hooked up with one of them. And if this is the one that he hooked up with, God forbid, it's going to be an issue. <laughs> but also Stasi like pushed her into being upset. Oh, Stasi was yeah. like, I don't know how you're okay right now. Because Kristen wasn't initially spiraling. And she wasn't initially, I think Stasi like cued her to be really jealous. Which Tom Sandoval calls out later in the episode. I hate to give him credit for that. But, I mean, Kristen clearly has some attachment issues. So let's call it that. Stassi pushed her into spiraling. Yeah. But on the other hand, it was still a ridiculous spiral. It was like years ago. None of the people in this group have like a healthy view of how relationships should work. Like the fact that – the fact that – in the last couple episodes, all this, all these interactions with Sheena and Jax, it's like, well, this home-wrecking whore piece of shit is going to come in and, you know, encroach on my man. Meanwhile, Sheena is in full, like, cartoon character voice, like, happy birthday, Shay! Like, I love you so much! <laughs> right, she's heavily invested in that happening. Right, whereas, so now Stassi's like, well, I mean, if this, like, trashy little tramp was hooking up with Tom years in the past. How are you literally going to sit there and watch her and not just like take a bite out of this girl? (laughs) Dylan, how did you nail her voice? She actually has a, had a distinct voice in that day. I don't know if she still sounds like that even. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all in the R's. You know, you gotta, you gotta get your, 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 uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You're very good at impressions. Thank you. That night at Sir, um, first of all, there was one cinematography choice that I just had to call out. In these like interstitial shots, they have a camera positioned on the drink tray as it's being carried by the waiters like two different times. And so it feels like you're like on a GoPro walking around Sir. It's like, okay, first of all, I'm dizzy. Second of all, Jackson Frank commiserating about how, you know, his breakup with Stassi and she wants to take the family dog, but Jax is good because he's a guy. All he needs is a couch, a microwave, and a bed. Right. That's the problem. That's why she doesn't want to be with him. Right. That's why she, you know, made – she forced the Dylan's candy bar breakup is that she wanted to – She she's like, I'm done with you. She's like, I'm, I'm 23 years old. I can't be with the guy who's satisfied with a microwave and a bed. <laughs> 23 years old. <laughs> She's like, I am I am practically a middle-aged. I can't be running around with a dude who just wants a microwave. But speaking of, she is also she also does have Kristen and Katie in her ear who are like, We thought you guys were gonna get married. You're like Barbie and Ken. Remember when he picked you up and you were wearing a sports bra and a ponytail? And it's like, <laughs> you drove off to Malibu. It's like, why are you why are they were literally like sabotaging her from breaking up with this 
deadbeat. Yeah, it's weird because Katie is saying all of that good stuff, but then at the same time, she acknowledges that Jax and Stassi break up and get back together all the time. And it's like, so this is your perfect fairy tale example of a couple that you want to last forever. Yeah, they can't make it through two weeks of shifts without having a fight. Like, the, it, it, she, the math she, isn't mathing. He didn't wake her up from her nap, Dylan. She didn't, I know. He didn't wake her up. Oh my okay. God. She's 23 and they would have beautiful babies, as Katie said. <laughs> Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honeylove. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Sandoval shows up not to work, just to hang out with Jax and Peter. And then Kristen, who is working, charges up to sa- to tell Sandoval that she ran into Cassandra at the photo shoot. Casey. And she's like, she's like, well, she's like, and she's saying, I, I lived with Sandoval. And I'm like, I know he's only lived with one set of hooker twins. And then Tom, okay, this is one of the scenes where like, did Tom handle this the best way he could have? No, he knows Kristen. He knows this is going to be a trigger for her. But at the same time, Kristen, oh my God. I'm go- She's going to throw up, really? It's also, it's just so ridiculous because it's like, this was a long time ago. And I just, I just don't, I can't understand it. Like if she didn't have this photo shoot with this girl, why would th- this wouldn't matter? It's just because, like, you had a photo shoot with her, but that's not his fault. Right. And she already knew that he had hooked up with one of these twins in the past. So, like, the information wasn't new. It's just like, oh, now I have eyes on this girl, and now I cannot cope with the information. 
Right. I mean, I think, again, this might be them playing it up for the show because even Stassi was the one who, like, pushed her to ask. She was like, yo, Casey, did you have to- sex with Tom Sandoval or was it your sister? She's like, we were kids. And, like, <laughs> right. Right. It's like, this was years ago. They probably haven't spoken in a long time. I think they just want drama. Yeah, that's fair. I'm watching this like it's like cinema verite and like everything that's happening is like the gospel truth. And then you're like, maybe they're playing it up for the cameras. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess, I guess no, they no, could no, be. No. It's not true. No, I, I, I know what you mean. But I, I'm watching the present day stuff as cinema verite because that's like unfolding in front of our eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But this, I mean, it's still real even if they're playing it up. Yeah. They weren't seasoned. Yeah, they they weren't seasoned. And you can tell because some of the scenes that they're having are just so random. Like they're not, it doesn't feel like they are kind of having that producer mindset at all. Like right. the, the way this whole like Jax, Stasi, Frank situation is handled is just so like haphazardly thrown together. The next day, Stasi and Kristen are at Dry Bar, which like could it be more 2012? And It's perfect. You know, Stasi is with Frank and she says that it's like a mature dating relationship. They've been together for like three days. Two, two hours. <laughs> and, but then, you know, Jax cleaned the apartment once. So now she is, quote, 100% torn between Jax and Frank. It's like, girl, your immaturity is is showing. This seems like she's emulating what you'd see in like, on the hills or the OC. Or sex in the city even. Or sex, yeah. Yes, exactly. It seems like she's emulating because, okay, I don't think there's – let's say like the extreme end of self-producing is what they do on Beverly Hills where they will like say, we will not talk about this or they will plan a certain conversation. Or no, let's say the extreme end of self-producing is Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval saying they're going to have a conversation about how Ariana has – Yeah, the batteries. Yep. Is, yeah, exactly. So – What they're doing here is like, I just think they're being more dramatic than they would necessarily be, but they don't have any like side conversation that it's like, I was just being dramatic for the cameras. Right. I think this is really what's happening. Right. Like Stassi's big versus Aiden is two sir bartenders who are going to treat her like shit. (laughs) Right. I mean, I forgot that Frank even existed for a while. Frank burned really hot and really fast. (laughs) If you t- if you had asked me like six months ago, who was Jax mad at when he was in the white sweater? Mm. I would have never have been able to come up with that it was Frank. I would have sworn that it was like Sandoval. Yeah, I mean Frank was Frank is around for all of two weeks, but you know it's a it's a mature dating relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty three. How old is Frank? I wonder. Younger than Jax. He reads as like similar in age to Jax. Shall I Google it? Older How than Stassi for sure. Old was Frank on Vanderpump Rules? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm getting the sense. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put a pin in this. <laughs> we'll put a pin in this. I'll come back to it. Tomorrow. Okay, so this episode sort of comes to a head at this night where Frank and Stassi and some other Sir D listers that aren't really on the show but are you know kind of the backup friends are going out at supper club and Jax 
you know, he he wants to go get his girl back. So he tells Kristen and Katie that he's going to go to supper club because he is done playing this role of getting drunk and being the guy that's going to hurt her. And he doesn't think that Frank has any class for swooping in and, you know, picking up Stassi, which, you know, I don't disagree, but it's funny for Jax to be the one that's calling somebody classless. Yeah. I mean, he, this was very much like, I'm going to go win her back. It's very... But first he has this conversation with Kristen and Katie, like an intimate conversation with the two of them at a bar. I don't I yeah. don't think it was at Sir. But basically he's they're like convincing him to go to yeah. go after her. It's very operat soap operatic. It's very soap operatic for Jax to be, you know, like usually I would be out banging chicks left and right. But now I'm sad. And yeah. it's like, yeah, go get your girl back. Go, 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 go. And to be honest, Frank kind of sets this up perfectly because he gets trashed at Supper Club. He's being a mess. Stasi is like turned off. She's getting the ick from him, which, you know, only a matter of time. Frank is clearly no better than Jax in this situation. So Jax arrives and sort of does save the day. And he's like, dude, you're drunk. I'm going to take my girl. And then Stasi leaves with him. But like by the next morning, she's crying again. Because she found out that maybe Jack's got a girl pregnant in Vegas. It, this whole th- this whole sequence was so dramatic. So so Jax comes in, he's like whispering in her ear, and she's like crying in the corner, like I don't know, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. It's but she loves it. Like let's be honest, she yeah. she is loving this. She loves that there are two men fighting over her. Then Jax takes Frank out. Frank basically goes on like kind of a rampage and he reveals to who did he reveal it to was it jen jen <laughs> jen yes jen <laughs> i think jen and another server had a baby like another person from that that okay whatever from the b team Just some other history i can update us the on second week. string yeah they're where are they now but that was all very dramatic because it was just like wild i don't know Stassi doesn't want to date another overgrown frat boy, so she might as well just go back to Jax. She might as well just go back to Jax. You know, he's going to take her out of the club. And this, but then he he drops this abortion bomb or, you know, pregnancy. Jax reportedly got a girl Vegas pregnant in Vegas just a matter of months ago. So that would have been, of course, cheating on Stassi. We kind of catch up with her the next morning and she's heard this rumor now and she believes it. She's like, I can't believe, I can't believe I ever believed him. I can't believe I took that piece of shit back. And Frank says that he was in the car with Jax when this woman called to tell him that she was getting an abortion. So that's where his source is coming from, apparently. Because he was covering, he was working with Jax. That's how they know each other, basically. Right. And so Stasi, of course, is having a breakdown over this information. She decides, fuck it. I'm going to miss my sur shift. I don't care if I get suspended. She says, this is one of my favorite quotes. She says, I really couldn't make it to work. There's no fucking way I could have walked around serving crispy chickens to people knowing this information. That was the best. <laughs> she's really so, she's so dramatic and in the best way. Yeah, like she just she was perfect for this type of show because the way she talks is so hyperbolic and over the top that it's like, yes, you you come across like a character. And that is that's really what you need on these shows. You need people who feel like they're being authentic, but their authentic personalities are so wild over the top over the top that it that it is 
you know, this wow factor, this entertainment. And, you know, when she says they're going to drink the Cristal and fuck Jax and, you know, all this stuff, they put the cigarette butts in the Cristal bottle. They text him to come get his shit. Like, it, it, it is like soap opera. That's what you were saying. Right. And it also – so it's funny because – Earlier in the episodes, Sheena was talking about how she wants to take on extra shifts. <laughs> and then Stasi conveniently can't come to her shift. So she basically they replaced Stasi with Sheena for the week as a penalty for Stasi because she's not showing up because she can't serve crispy chicken to people in this state. So <laughs> she so basically now you have like the Stasi Sheena setup that also is yeah. at work as well. Right. Cause eventually it's gonna be Stasi's time to return to Sir and she Sheena's gonna have usurped her. But <laughs> the the shot of the shot of Natalie on the schedule crossing out Stasi and writing S H E, like misspelling Sheena's name. <laughs> and and LVP saw, and I put Sheena on. That'll shake it up a bit. It's like, yes, this is perfect. This is A plus. A plus story editing, truly. <laughs> yeah, like this is the kind of thing that makes me think like, no, these shows aren't scripted, but like somebody had a really great idea and executed it flawlessly. Yeah, it really, it really was great. And they were game for it. That's the other thing. Like they were all, they were all in on it. Right. Which even Frank was like, when when they're all, it's so interesting that like they all gathered in Stassi and Jax's apartment that next morning, like this whole group of people sitting on the couch that we've never really seen since. And Frank is going really wild and kind of revealing his anger issues. And then at the time, like Kristen and Katie are still sort of doubtful that this is true and thinks that Frank is making it up. Yeah, the the, the way that Stasi Stasi texts Kristen and Katie like I'm really upset, you need to come over and so they just assume that she's like sitting at home alone spiraling and then they walk in and there's like all these randos on the couch and they're like uh we're the ones that are like on the cast of the TV show. These people are like we don't really know them. Maybe you're friends, but like they're not supposed to be like the ones that you're doing the scene with. <laughs> right, so, exactly. And then when Kristen's like Frank is being a total ape, like shut up Frank. Like <laughs> he was. He's like I'm going to fucking put him what did he say? He's I'm going to fuck put him in the fucking hospital, hospital. If he comes here. But it's like Stasi wants him to come here. Yeah, it's very clear like this is the first episode that Frank really is like a main character in. And it is immediately clear that he's just as unstable as Jax. Like it's true. <laughs> she has a type. He's not an upgrade in any way. He's just like a different dude. Right. Well, I now have an answer on his age. Okay. He was 32 in 2020. So he, now he must be 35. So at the time he must've been 30, 23. He must have been her age. Oh, wow. Or close to her age. Oh, God. You know? He was around her age. I know. I thought he looks older. That's Maybe little, it's... Yikes. This is in life and style, okay. so... Well, we like life and style. Maybe. I know. So, I mean, I'm just telling you, you know, I, I think... Damn. Stassi also said on one of her podcast episodes that he tried to sell a sex tape that they made together. Oh, my God. So, I honestly think maybe he was a downgrade. Yeah, I mean, we don't ever we don't get to watch his story play out the way that we watched Jax's unfold over the next eight or so years. So it's hard to really say, but you know, I wish him well. I wish <laughs> he's living a normal life in Santa Monica. 
I wish everyone well. He's living a normal life in Santa Monica. Frank is probably a downgrade. But in the meantime, it's time for Jackson Sandoval to go clean his stuff out of the apartment. Like I said, the cigarette butts and the crystal bottles. $600 worth of crystal. Jax is wearing an inside out sweater with the sleeve ripped all the way down the middle. He says he's never cheated on Stasi, And, you know, Sandoval is there to be Sandoval. Yeah. Sandoval lets him stay at his house. He says what I thought was just such a ridiculous quote. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, like radiation. And um, <laughs> okay, I wonder if he stands by that now. What a clown! Oh my god. He also says he can always tell when Jax is lying, so he's definitely telling the truth about this Vegas situation. So that'll be. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. There was one more funny thing that Stasi left him a check. Oh yeah. That- and she wrote cheating in the memo. And he goes like, <laughs> she is really funny. <laughs> she so. is. She is. She we is can't very deny funny. It. We can't deny it. And next week, what a treat. We have Stasi's first ever birthday episode in Vegas. Can't wait to talk about it. Thank you, Sammy, for, for coming back with me again. <laughs> we will be back next week with episode four. We will be back in Vegas. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.